Zen Habits Favorites, produced by Chris Calabro, with material from zenhabits.net. Quashing the Self-Improvement Urge One of the driving forces of my life for many years was the need to improve myself. It's one of the driving forces for people who read my work as well. It's an incredibly pervasive urge. We are always trying to improve, and if we're not, that's something we should improve. It's everywhere. Where does this urge come from? It's embedded in our culture. In the U.S., from Benjamin Franklin to the early entrepreneurial titans, everyone is trying to better themselves. It goes deeper to ancient Western ideals of the perfect, well-rounded person. But it flourished in the 20th century, from Dale Carnegie and Napoleon Hill to Stephen Covey. And now it's in full bloom, with blogs. And yes, I'm part of this movement. So what's the problem? You could say it's great that people are constantly trying to improve themselves, but where does it end? When is anyone ever content with who they are? We are taught that we are not good enough yet, that we must improve, and so we always feel a little inadequate. This is true no matter how much you've accomplished. You might have achieved a thousand goals, but do you have defined abs? Are your boobs big and bouncy? Do you have perfect skin? Have you read every classic in literature? Do you know fine wines, fine art, and every great musician from classical to jazz to punk to rock? Do you have success as an entrepreneur, as a writer? Can you speak several languages, and have you traveled the world? Do you own fewer than 100 things or a small house? Are you a fast runner, and have you run a hundred miler? Can you crossfit or lift 1,000 pounds in the big three lifts? Do you have the perfect home? Can you cook gourmet meals? Are you the perfect parent or have perfect work-life balance? Can you do yoga, meditate, juggle and do magic? Do you brew the perfect cup of coffee or tea or beer? Can you recite Shelley, Shakespeare, Homer? Are you good at picking up women? Are you the perfect friend, the perfect lover, a romantic husband, a wife who meets her husband's needs? a master craftsman, a hacker and a programmer, a knitter or sewer, a home repair expert, knowledgeable in investing in real estate. Do you know the perfect system for goals and use the perfect to-do software? Is your phone as nice as his or your bag as nice as hers? Do you have cute boots or a manly shave? Are you debt-free or car-free or gluten-free? Do you give to charity or volunteer at shelters or build schools for Africa? Is your TV as large as mine or your penis? Are you adequate? Are you confident of that? We are never adequate, never perfect, never self-confident, never good enough, never comfortable with ourselves, never satisfied, never there, never content. And it becomes the reason we buy self-help products, fitness products, gadgets to make us cooler, nicer clothes, nicer cars and homes, nicer bags and boots, plastic surgery and drugs, courses and classes and coaches and retreats. It will never stop because we will never be good enough. We must improve. We must read every self-improvement book. We must read a blog. We must try that method because it will make us better. When we read someone else's account of his achievements, his goal system, his entrepreneurial lifestyle, her yoga routine, her journaling method, her reading list, we must try it. We will always read what others are doing in case it will help us get better. We will always try what others are doing. Try every diet and every system because it helped them get better, so maybe it will help us too. Soon we will find the ultimate solutions. Soon we will get there. No, that hasn't happened yet, but maybe this will be the year. 
Maybe 2012 will be the year we reach perfection. Or maybe it will never stop until we die, and that's part of life. Life is a constant striving for improvement, and we'd hate to ever stop wanting to improve, because that means we're dead, right? Even if that means that as we die, we wonder if we could have been better, and our last thought is, am I adequate as a person? Even if that means we are never happy with ourselves, at least we are striving to be happy with ourselves, right? What if, instead, we learned to be happy with ourselves? What would happen? Would we stop striving to improve? Would that be horrible if we were just content and didn't need to better ourselves every minute of every week? Would we be lazy slobs, or would we instead be happy, and in being happy, do things that make us happy, rather than make us better? And in being happy, perhaps we would show others how to be happy. And crazy as it might sound, maybe we'd start a little mini-revolution of happiness, so that people wouldn't feel so inadequate, or need to spend every dime on products, or spend all their time on self-improvement. A Revolution of Contentment Think of how this might simplify your life. Think of how many self-improvement books you read or listen to in the car. Think of how many products you buy to make yourself better. Think of how many things you read online in the hopes of being better. Think of how many things you do because you feel inadequate. Think of how much time this would free up, how much mental energy. Realize that you are already perfect. You are there. You can breathe a sigh of relief. The urge to improve yourself will come up again. Watch it like a funny little clown trying to tease your soul, but don't let your soul feel worse for the teasing. Don't let yourself react to this little clown, nor feel the pain of his attack. Let him do his dance, say his funny things, and then go away. Quash the urge to improve, to be better. It only makes you feel inadequate. And then explore the world of contentment. It's a place of wonderment. Zen Habits Favorites is produced by Chris Calabro with material from zenhabits.net. For more audio, visit zenhabitsaudio.com.